It's the criterion. It's the criterion. 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 N. 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 Criterion. Hey, everybody. So I had a great time with my friend Conrado uh, talking about Citizen Kane and Make the other day on our podcast, The Criterion Project. And we also had uh, our friend AB on, Conrado's friend. And we started talking about Tenet in our introductory segment. And I thought it was really good discussion. So I thought I would share it with all of you here at Rachel's Reviews so you could get a little flavor for what we do at the Criterion Project, which is a podcast that we do uh, once or twice a month, depending on the month. And we talk about a film that is on the Criterion channel. And it's a lot of fun. It's not as heady as you'd think. We're pretty down to earth and we have different perspectives. And here we're talking about Tenet. And so I thought you'd all enjoy it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Put in the comment section or let us know on Twitter. You can follow us at Criterion Pod on Twitter. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And when we're thinking about like Criterion-ish movies, I was going through the movies I'd watched recently. And I have somewhat of a controversial choice, a controversial choice for this uh, question. But actually, I think Christopher Nolan's Tenet will one day be included in the Criterion Collection. Oh wow! Okay, that's a great that's a great take. I love this. I want to hear more about this. Um, yeah, please explain yourself. Of course. Tenet. Um, so I didn't really like Tenet very much, although I have to say I have thought about it pretty consistently since I saw it, and do want to see it again. I think you know the movie really flies in the face of what a lot of people have come to expect with Christopher Nolan. It's sort of like a total rejection of the logic bro take on his movies as these sort of highly constructed puzzles that need to be scrutinized and figured out. And once you unlock them with the right key, all of a sudden everything like makes dramatic sense, um, which for what it's worth has never been a type of movie watching that I find especially enjoyable. But I think Tenet just doesn't make any sense at all. No matter how you look at it, it's just total nonsense. But the like surface textures of it are totally coherent. And if you're thinking about it in regards to like, James Bond or just the spy genre generally, it has this remarkable ability to evoke that genre in feeling, if not in like specific narrative, whatever, because there is no specific narrative, whatever. Um, so I think it's just an amazing like textural movie. It just feels like so many things. And in fact, I mean, in the movie, um, the first time John David Washington encounters the like weird timey, whatever mechanics, he's like, how does any of this stuff work? And the in the movie, the person responds like, well, better, you know, don't try to understand it, just just feel it. And every time throughout the movie, someone's like, how does any of this work? Most of the time, the character's response is like, I don't know. And clearly, Christopher Nolan himself is like not concerned with understanding how any of this stuff works. And I think mm -hmm. it's so cool to see a huge, huge, expensive, weird, messy movie like that where nothing makes sense. I mean, I was watching it with my roommate and ha we constantly paused the movie and one of us would say, Wait, sorry, what are they talking about? And the other would say, I don't know. <laughs> that was the entire right. movie. <laughs> um, um, so yeah. Yeah. So I have a, a follow-up question, which sure. is I have heard this kind of take about the movie before and um, I am not really in that camp, but 
I what I want to understand is that what you enjoy about the movie then, or or, or what you've been thinking about that it got you excited is just the fact of like being able to sit back and just kind of enjoy the spectacle is what I'm I'm gathering. Kind of. I mean, I don't even think it was particularly enjoyable spectacle. Like even the action scenes were like kind of a mess to me visually and lacked some of that necessary, you know, like juice to keep me going. It was more just that the, I, I, I felt just at a loss the entire movie. I never had a clue what was going on. None of the entire movie, not one moment made a lick of sense to me. And <laughs> I, I, I just so rarely have that experience as, you know, an avid movie watcher. I just usually like can get a movie and can engage with it subtextually and, or at least in some way, narratively, whatever. And with Tenet the whole time, I'm like, what am I watching? What is this about? What's going on? And that disorientation I actually found very appealing. I remember in, um, uh, Conrado and I went to school together for what it's worth. And I, I took a class in college where it was an experimental cinema class. And the professor told us to embrace boredom. He said, you know, a lot of people reject art house type movies or experimental cinema because it's boring. And actually, you know, when we're bored, we act, we have our most interesting thoughts. Our minds can wander and like find, you know, new ideas and become creative. And watching Tenet, I found myself in that sort of headspace that I'd often found myself in experimental films where I'm just like not even really thinking about the movie more just like allowing my mind to wander through the textures that the movie offered I thought that was interesting all right all right I I'll I'll take that um explanation um yeah okay so you heard it here first folks <laughs> Christopher Nolan is the next David Lynch I guess uh, Rachel do I've you heard, I've, well I've heard that argument but I don't know. I think that he went too far. Even experimental films, you should be able to understand what the characters are saying. <laughs> and to spend for his bizarre choices with the sound mix in a film that I'm supposed to be putting the pieces together in some coherent way, to spend over two hours in this incomprehensible uh, mess was extremely frustrating. I honestly, I felt... I felt assaulted by it. I felt like I, why did I, it was like being in a bad amusement park ride for two and a half hours that never is going to end. And you just are like, please get me out of here. And it was so frustrating because I felt like I had stood up for him. Mm -hmm. I had said, uh, you know, that he was really trying to reopen the theaters, you know, and that he was trying to do it for the theaters. And, and so I felt like, I felt a little betrayed by him because I, I just, it seemed like such an ego trip hmm. and to insist that a movie that, that such an ego trip get released felt kind of just, I felt upset and I, uh, I don't know. I just, I, they had so many other films that they could have released to try that experiment that I think would have helped the theaters more and for him to insist that it was his film. And when something like wonder woman, I think could have been mm -hmm. way more helpful um, or even something like say, uh, I don't know, crudes or uh, that wasn't ready then, but uh, trolls war tour, whatever, <laughs> something like that would be way more helpful to the theaters than this. Ex why would you insist this experimental film get released uh and i don't know it 
when I think it actually did the reverse and made people less wanting to go to the theater (laughs) and see it. And I don't know. So that that's also maybe coloring my view a little bit, but I just did not enjoy it at all. And if the point of a film is to entertain even a little bit, I mean, is it that completely out of, uh, out of a reasonable expectation to be entertained a little bit? I guess it depends. I guess it depends, right? If you see it as a as an experimental film like Avi does, then maybe entertainment is not really an issue. But I kind of agree with you that as a kind of summer blockbuster type movie, um, I actually really enjoy the action sequences. But I but I do agree that it was a little puzzling that he spent so much time with all this exposition and if it's not going to matter, you know, like if it's just about feeling it. I, no, I totally, first of yeah. all, I completely agree. And I have enormous sympathy for like both of your perspectives on this movie. Cause I think I share them. I mean, I have no, I have no doubt that Christopher Nolan is a megalomaniacal, you know, bad person who like almost single-handedly hurt the opening of theaters again. Like that's yeah. hundred percent true. I think I'm just like, I couldn't hate it because it was just so weird. Like you don't see Two hundred million dollar movies that are that weird very often, that's, and I just yeah, found that true. engaging. Mm. Yeah, we if he hadn't done that that sound mix, the sound mix was just <laughs> it, that put me over the edge. I I would be in your camp because I've liked yeah. I liked I defended him on a lot of his other I, I mean Interstellar in particular, which a lot of people didn't like, didn't like the ending. I I enjoyed, and I thought that it was bold and. I don't know. I just felt I did. I felt a little betrayed uh, by the movie in a lot of ways, and totally. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I, totally, okay. totally. I don't want to belabor it, but it's interesting because yeah. Tomato, you did, you know, you just mentioned like the amount of exposition in that movie, and at first I was like, "What? What the fuck is anyone saying?" But yeah. after a certain point, I was just like, "Wow!" Like I started thinking, "Well, what is a movie if it's just information being delivered to the audience for two hours? Like, what happens?" And my brain just overloaded and no like words lost meaning. And in fact, like the <laughs> distinction between like forwards and backwards speech broke down. And like it wasn't only that I couldn't understand the movie, like I could no longer understand myself and time. Like <laughs> just <laughs> I wish I had watched that movie. Or, or, or that we had watched it together or something. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, you know, we can we can watch it again. Someday. Exactly. Make sure you check out The Criterion Project on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can really, really enjoy it. We have a lot of fun, a lot of interesting discussion. We'd love to hear what you have to say. It's the Criterion. It's the Criterion. 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 N, N, N. 